The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show on our Northwest Network. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there is Josh Finelli. We're partners at Northwest Quadrant here in the great Northwest. We got some evidence this week that it is, in fact, more than just our mothers and wives that listen to us on the radio. We have a guy that listens to us. I'm not sure where he listens to us from, but uh, thank you for listening, everybody out there. Uh, this is a, some interesting information uh, as it relates to the mortgage bar- market. This comes from Inside Mortgage Finance. Uh, through September 30th of last year, 65% of the mortgages that were originated in the United States up until that date for the year were refinances of existing mortgages, and I'm sure that number has even climbed for there. So the amount of refis that have gone on have been off the charts. And I would tell you, you know, I mean, I'm not a big guy that is a proponent of this, but uh, of a lot of these kind of making money decisions that may or may not improve your situation. But for a lot of people right now, out there that right now that are in, let's say, a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, you can probably go to a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage because rates are so low on a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage and your payment might actually not change. So you can shorten the duration of your of your loan and your payment might only go up by a little bit. So that's something certainly worth considering because uh, obviously a rate on a 15-year is going to be lower because it's less risk to the bank. Um, so rates are even lower and they're certainly lower than what you where, where you got your current mortgage. So that's something. Yeah, certainly I did this stat earlier this uh, week during one of my morning updates, and it was up ninety three percent year on year. Mortgage refinancing. Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Mortgage brokers are enjoying tw- the, what's going on right now. Uh, before we talk about uh, Financial Focus University, I thought we'd talk about. Uh, where the volume in the market is right now. It's it's really one of the things that social media and YouTube and all these different outlets uh, have done is... And TikTok. They've I mean, sort of weirdly democratized more, more than ever. I mean, the, the beginning of democratization of our business, of the financial services industry, was Charles Schwab coming up with a discount broker in the late 80s. And that's obviously progressed. And uh, every bull market, there comes up with new iterations. But because of YouTube and TikTok and all these outlets, um, there's all these videos of these people that are, you know, I was watching a guy. He looked like Grizzly Adams, but he had a T-shirt on that said, drink beer, buy stocks. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't think I want to be getting my investment advice uh, from this guy. And he, it, what he was talking about, he was touting a bunch of penny stocks. But it's very interesting. Well, it, I mean... Th- I, I follow this particular Twitter account, Investors of TikTok, and the ability to focus unparalleled amounts of attention on very thinly traded securities and widely disseminate it. You know, it creates these insane sort of run-ups and, and misvaluations. Yeah, I mean, la- last week, for example, um, a handful of penny stocks made up a fifth of the U.S. volume on the New York stock on the stock exchange. It is it is insane, and so we know. There is frenzy buying right now by people who have no idea what they're doing. Well, and we saw, a, you know, the second example of this. It happened earlier in 2020 with Zoom and a, mis- a case of mistaken identity. But there was Signal Advance, uh, a company with one employee incorporated in oh, Texas yeah, was, that hadn't even filed annual reports in two years. And uh, Elon Musk tweeted uh, about using Signal, which is a nonprofit um, messaging app. And this company with one employee went to a 
went the shares went from sixty cents to thirty eight bucks, and it had a three billion dollar valuation <laughs> in the course of, a, of of three trading days. And subsequently, you know, a lot of people are getting wiped out on that one as its valuation craters as people realize it doesn't. It's not a real business. But but, but we bring this all of these things up because this happened in the late nineties. It's now happening worse because of the ease of which this information can be disseminated. And unfortunately, it's, you know, it's it's bad information that's getting disseminated, just like what most social media does with politics and everything. It's lots of bad information getting people whipped up in a frenzy, but it's adding tremendous amounts of danger to markets. And you just can't get caught up in it. You avoid the danger by having broadly diversified portfolio of index funds. So you, you avoid. I mean, the good news is many of these places where you're seeing these grotesque valuation discrepancies, you know, those stocks haven't uh, filtered into the indices with one large, notable $900 billion exception. <laughs> <In> Tesla. <laughs> All right, let's kick off a Financial Focus University. And Josh and I were talking, um, you know, we do uh, free retirement reviews for people all the time, and, and uh, we thought, we even though this is going to seem very basic, for some of you it will be very basic, uh, but there's a giant segment of the population that when we bring it up, people are always like, oh, you can do that? And so what we thought, we thought we'd talk about this week on Financial Focus University is uh, taxable investment accounts. So our industry and your CPAs are all very focused on you saving your 401ks and your IRAs, your Roth and traditional IRAs, your simple, your simples, your SEPs, all the different retirement kind of accounts that exist out there. Everybody thinks... I need to focus on saving money there. And a lot of you out there think that that's the only place you can save money for retirement. Um, But the wealthiest people in the world, yes, they have those accounts. But because there are contribution limits on every single one of those accounts, those are certainly not the biggest accounts that exist out there. The biggest accounts out there are trust accounts and taxable accounts uh, where somebody like my wife and I have a joint account um, that is much bigger than all of our other accounts because there's no contribution limit to how much we can save in there. And so it's a taxable investment. So the money that goes in there is after-tax money. I pay taxes on the account along the way, but it gives me so much more optionality. So when you think about how Bill Gates or how Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett has 99.9% of their wealth, it's in taxable investments that they're paying taxes on all along the way. It's not in retirement accounts. Which in our business lingo, we just call non-qualified, which just means essentially non-retirement. Qualified is a retirement account. Non-qualified is a non-retirement. And you can either own it in the form of an individual TOD, and TOD just stands for transfer on death. So when you open the account, you're going to pick beneficiaries, uh, whether it's one or three or five or seven. Just like It really doesn't matter, but... Uh, basically, when they inherit it, they'll get uh, the cost basis that, of you know the securities that you owned on the date of your death, hence the name transfer on death. Uh, if it's a joint TOD, it just means you and your wife or you and your partner uh, own it together, and then one of, you'll get a half step up in basis if one of you passes away, and then ultimately your beneficiaries will get that full step up in basis. But uh, that's what we mean, non-qualified taxable accounts. Or if you have a, uh, a trust, your trust could own a non-qualified taxable account. The, the reason that these, so a lot of you out there have lots of money in the bank earning nothing. You have a ton of cash just sort of out there and you're like, what do I do with this? This is the perfect, this is another way to save for retirement. The, the reason I, we are so aggressive in having people save in these, this is why I save way more money in this, this kind of vehicle than any other thing, because it gives me optionality. Well, I can use the money before retirement, but then when I get to retirement, I have so much more control on my tax liability of taking this money out uh, versus money taking out of my traditional IRA. And I will say, like, I can recall a specific situation, and we see more and more clients doing this, actually, but, uh, you know... One, this specific situation that I'll talk about was actually a, a younger client of ours that inherited some money, unfortunately, when her father passed away. But she actually funds uh, her Roth account exclusively with earnings that come from her taxable account each year. And she still continues to work, but she, in none of her working income, her earned income actually goes towards retirement contributions. It's funded entirely with growth and earnings out of her taxable account. Yeah, so a lot of you like it, it, you think, well, what do you mean? I can I can have a joint account with my wife or my husband and 
and we can save money in there and there's no contribution limits? Absolutely. And those accounts are so powerful in retirement because you can control the taxes. And even if there's some tax liability, you're just paying it on the gain and you're paying at a lower capital gains rate. I don't know Biden might want to change that, but for now, capital gains rates are lower. And it's it's literally the reason the wealthiest people in the world pay such low tax rates is because most of their income is this kind of income, dividend income or capital gain income, where they're paying 20% max capital gain rate, and it's why their tax rate is lower than your tax rate. So a non-qualified taxable investment account is another great way for most of you out there to be saving more money if you can, uh, if you or if you have a big lump sum of money just sitting there in the bank, another way to invest money. If you want a free retirement view to talk about this and, and the options you have or of a taxable investment account, call our office to get that scheduled. That number is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to make a case for international investing. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. The major media did their propaganda job for the Democrat Party and what they sold endlessly. Well, the tax cuts only really did something for the very, very rich. That is simply not true. In fact, I went through a long analysis of where those tax cuts actually went. The biggest percentage cuts went to average workers who made about $50,000 a year. Listen to The Lars Larson Show, weekdays at noon, only on FM 100.1 and News Talk 1110 KBND. Find your new home today at Stone Creek, a D.R. Horton community off Broster House Road in Bend. Stone Creek features three and four bedroom homes with a two-car garage, stainless appliances, slab granite counters, gas fireplace, smart home package, front yard landscaping, and a community pool. All located close to nature trails, Stone Creek Park, grocery stores and restaurants. Find out more at drhorton.com. D.R. Horton, America's builder, an equal housing opportunity builder. Oregon CCB 130. 859. Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Oregon Army National Guard. Aired by the Oregon Association of Broadcasters and this station. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money and guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1431. 800-932-1431. 800-932-1431. That's 800-932-1431. <laughs> 
Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by downloading the Financial Focus app. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy is Josh Finelli. We're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the great Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your time with us. Uh, this comes from JMP Securities. M- more new brokerage accounts, over 10 million, were opened during calendar year 2020 than any other year in U.S. history. Uh, you know, that, that I, I don't know that, the, I, it's not a good thing. I mean, you would say, oh, that's a good thing. There, more and more people are investing. But a lot of these brokerage accounts were opened uh, by people that used to bet on sports and they couldn't bet on sports because sports didn't happen. And so they said, oh, Let's let's start betting on the stock market, and they said, "Well, this is pretty easy. I'm pretty good at this. I'm I'm the next Warren Buffett." And so, a lot of this has fueled this uh, speculative craze that we're seeing in the market. Uh, most of those ten million dollar ten million accounts, I think, will eventually be closed. In, Some investment of them will... Investnet did a great story on uh, looking at regardless of income level, uh, as long as you received a stimulus check. Uh, the week after stimulus checks are received, there's a ninety percent increase in brokerage account activity. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Uh, and along those same lines, this comes from FINRA. Uh, the use of margin debt on the New York Stock Exchange has increased to $722 billion in just the month of November of last year, an all-time record. The previous record was $669 billion. So not only are there a lot of new brokerage accounts being opened by novice investors, uh, a lot of those people are adding leverage to their portfolios meaning they're borrowing money to buy stocks, and they're probably either doing it through options trading, which makes it even riskier, or they're just buying stocks on margin or they're short selling or who knows what they're doing. We just know there is a lot of speculative behavior. And uh, the good news is, is the regulators are finally starting to go after uh, these companies like Robinhood who have created this sort of gamification of stock trading. If you, if you, you know, they, they have, uh, when you buy a stock, they have, balloons and poppers go off. Uh, if you're making money, they have all these. It's very much like a sporting event in your Robinhood account. And obviously, they, they know what they're doing in, in trying to uh, get that behavior because they need activity. And because they the way they make money, because they're not charging per trade, is they make money by routing your orders to high-frequency trading. It's not so different than social media. And I mean, they're... Oh, they're doing the same exact they're, stuff. They're using your brain against you and engineering these you know, applications to essentially hack your brain to... I mean, Facebook your money. is is essentially three billion Truman shows, and that's Robinhood yeah. is 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 doing the same thing. It's essentially a Truman show. They everybody's experience on Robinhood is uniquely theirs, and they and Robinhood has figured out just like Facebook has figured out how to keep their users engaged and continue to be trading, which means more order flow for them, which means more money for them. The and whole so, notion of it being named, you know, after this, you know, folkloric hero. That, <laughs> It's just, but their their entire business model is so sinister. It's like, it's tr- truth. I mean, reality truly is stranger than fiction. Well, like, Robinhood's business model is sinister. Facebook's business yeah. model, Google, they're all very sinister companies. And the, the ironic thing is how little people understand about how much they manipulate and control their lives. It's quite, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, he knows all this stuff. He is not a nice human being. He is not a good human being. He has not added value to society. He's subtracting. Nor, nor is Vlad Tenev from Robinhood, and just you know, <laughs> watching him be paraded up on CNBC and Bloomberg and spout these disingenuous platitudes is just like insulting to us. But yeah. most people buy it for face value. So. I know it's so sad. All right, let's talk about uh, international investing, and let's talk about making a case for international investing. And so if you have had international investments, whether it be developed international stocks in your portfolio or, or funds uh, or emerging markets over the last decade, it has been very difficult uh, relative to U.S. large cap. So if you had a truly globally diversified portfolio, uh, international developed stocks underperform U.S. large cap stocks by 8% per year for the last 10 years. That's very painful. They still were positive, but not much. And so what does that get us to? Well, it gets us to a relative valuation of international versus U.S. that is at, in terms of historical norm, uh, way above historical norms. 
and it, it it is absolutely making a very compelling case to look at the next decade as 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 a probability from you know just looking at valuations that international statistically is going to outperform us that doesn't mean it's going to happen but if you look at just the raw data and the statistics of it statistically us should dramatically underperform uh, international and emerging markets and when you look morning started a, a very a great study that they they think that the expected return over the next decade uh, outperformance of international over U.S. will be about 4% per year. I mean, if you look at like the sum of the parts of like an equity return, it comes down to like change in valuation, earnings growth, dividend yields and, for, and foreign exchange. And, you know, that outperformance differential that came from U.S. stocks was strictly as a result of a change in valuations relative to international counterparts. And so, uh, you know, that's just one of the things that we wanted to highlight in, in terms of relative valuation of asset classes. Well, and then, you know, they uh, Vanguard went a step further and said, okay, let's look at put what we think GDP is going to be over the next decade, revenue growth, profit margin growth, and then earnings growth. And international, uh, it looks like it's going to be better in all of those categories over the next decade. And then when you factor in the multiple difference, the, the earnings multiple difference of U.S. versus international, the case... Uh, you know, is pretty compelling. I tend to be in the camp that I think equity returns, we're borrowing right now from future equity returns. I think equity returns are going to be very muted over the next decade. I don't know if that's going to come in lower returns on an annualized basis, or we're going to have some pretty dramatic down down markets where that mutes returns over a 10-year period. I just feel like because equity returns have been so good the last 10 years, they're de destined to be lower over the next 10 years. Uh, but remember, you are still wanting to play this relative game. And when we look at it from a relative perspective, and, and, and international looks better. And then you look at really, we probably saw a shift. We, don't, we won't know until after. It's probably in September where we saw international emerging markets, small and mid, start to outperform over U.S. large cap after a decade of not doing so. We'll, we'll only know down the road if that was when that started. But since September, we've seen a pretty dramatic outperformance of international developed markets, emerging markets, and small cap stocks. Uh, the, 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 the small cap uh, valuation difference is, is shrinking pretty yeah. precipitously, but the international ones still certainly exist. Well, and remember, you know, if you're buying emerging market equities, which we're not specifically highlighting here, you know, that's essentially 40, 40 plus percent weighting to China. But when you think about the demographic profile of international, you know, constituencies more generally, you actually international developed many of the equities, you know, headquartered in the UK or the Netherlands, for instance, like Unilever have a lot of emerging market exposure, but they actually, you know, ver relative to their U.S. Uh, more domestically centric counterparts. But uh, that's a great way to play to play that demographic story, except it's within the international developed space. The other case for owning international for, as a U.S. investor is a further diversification tool is the currency hedge. Remember, you get another level of diversification just because there's a there's a hedge that goes on there. There's a diversification component that goes on between the U.S. dollar and those other currencies that can be uh, pretty impactful. So depending on what the dollar does, that will have an influence on your performance of, of that international investment. All right, if you want to be part of the show... Give us a call, 877-670-7117, or go to our website, financialfocusradio.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. We're probably going to focus, of course, on Bitcoin, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
most news, the most traffic, the most weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, Bend. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. This is an uneasy time to say the least, and you shouldn't have to be worried about getting medical care. I'm Deb Wattenberg with Your Care, Urgent Care and Occupational Medicine in Redmond, and I'm proud to announce that we are now offering televisits and are open every day for walk-in medical care. To do a televisit with Your Care, you only need a device that can accept a text message and video. It's easy. Your Care's medical team is testing people for COVID-19, treating injuries and illnesses, doing DOT physicals and more. In other words, we're open for business both at the clinic and virtually. If you think you have a virus or just want to be put in line to be seen, call Your Care ahead of time. Otherwise, walk on in. Your Care, now providing televisits and open every day. Your Care is located in Redmond in the Coppertop building near the fairgrounds and online at yourcaremedical.com. Stay healthy out there. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runaway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Runway Fashion Exchange sells the brands you love. Their clothing buyers will pay you cash today for your gently used teen and young adult clothing and accessories. Whether you have clothing to sell or not, shop their huge selection. Runway Fashion Exchange for the hottest trends in fashion. Remember, every Tuesday is Senior 10% Discount Day at Eddie Bauer. And the first Tuesday of every month, seniors save 20% at Columbia Sportswear. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores. South Highway 97. It's that time again. It's our biggest sale, Wilson's Storewide Clearance. Half price, Wilson's of Redmond. Your chance to save up to 50% at Wilson's of Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery, Ben. Our deepest discounts on select mattresses. Instant Comfort, the number bed that changes with you. Heirloom, luxury mattresses handmade in America. Sutherland and Therapeutic, up to 50% off. And up to 75% off discontinued models. Hurry in. Prices subject to stock on hand. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. Our annual clearance sale on now. Half price, Wilson's of Redmond. Half price, Wilson's of Redmond. Wilson's storewide clearance. At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local since 1962. The mission is clear. Give transparent wealth building advice every week. No sugarcoating, just down to earth real market happenings that you can use today. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and get our twice monthly e newsletter. We just recorded one of those e newsletters last week week on Friday, so if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and just say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and you'll get on there, and that's all we'll send you every 15th and 30th of the month. Uh, this comes from S&P, and this, this 
I should have said this in the last segment, but last segment we were talking about international investing, and this makes the case for that. Uh, the U.S. stock market had a total capitalization of $41 trillion at the end of last year, 39% of the world's $104 trillion in total stock market capitalization. So what does that mean to me? That means 61% of the market capitalization of the world exists outside of the United States. And so if that is true, in order to 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 get some of those returns, especially in economies that are growing much faster than ours, you need to invest outside of the United States. It is very natural uh, as an American citizen to invest in the United States. We still have a large, healthy allocation of our clients' money in U.S. stocks, and that will be true going forward. But that's true if you live in Australia or Italy. Most people do the same thing. Uh, but it's still, the United States still attracts, obviously you can see, a lot of the investment dollars globally. Uh, and for good reason, of course, because well, at least historically we've honored property rights. Hopefully that will continue. Uh, before we talk about cryptocurrency, which I'm sure you're all eager to yell at your radio show when we tell you what we think, but uh, your radio station, I, I thought Josh shared me global inflation rates year over year. So this is through the end of the year. Ireland had a negative, so they had deflation. Ireland's GDP or, uh, inflation was down 1.1%. Japan was down 1%. Switzerland down a half a percent. The U.S. had an inflation rate last year of 1.4%. Um, and if we continue down the path of uh, storming the United States Capitol, maybe we could end up like Venezuela, Turkey, or Argentina. Our, Turkey's inflation rate was 15%. Argentina's inflation rate was 36%. And good old Venezuela had an inflation rate of 1,800%. Perhaps the Fed should stoke more political unrest to achieve their to uh, get some average infl inflation targeting goal. <laughs> we, we, should have, <laughs> we should have people storm, <laughs> storm the U.S. Capitol weekly so we can uh, get to where Venezuela and Argentina have gotten to. Yeah, I, I noticed that the, the Turkey, Turkish government sent some funny messages to the United States government the week of the six. And we shouldn't be joking about it. It's no, no part of that was funny. But um, And then the interesting thing is also Josh from his girlfriend at, at, uh, at Charles Schwab, Lizanne Saunders, um, she broke it down, the, the consumer price index inflation in the United States last year and where it came from. So we saw... Pretty high inflation, almost 20% inflation in major appliances. Used car and trucks had a 10% inflation rate. Care of invalids and uh, elderly at home was uh, That's you, 8%. Right? Yeah, you're getting there. I'm going to knock on some wood here. Um, so we saw really high inflation rates in certain parts of the economy, but we obviously saw tons of deflation in airline fares. They were down 20%. Gas was down 15%. Men's suits, sport coats, and outerwear. I haven't bought a suit in a while. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should look at that. Uh, they were down 15%. Hotels and motels down. So the inflation number, that 1.4% inflation rate we saw in the United States, it really depended on what you were buying because we saw deflation, big-time deflation in certain parts of the U.S. economy, and we saw huge inflation in other parts. Uh, and so that was quite interesting to see it broken down by industry. Uh, and you certainly know if you're one of those people buying certain goods and services, what you were paying. If you were paying a really inflated price or a deflated price was certainly evident out there. I know, uh, well, pl buying plane tickets last year was certainly uh, much preferable than in past years. All right, let's talk about cryptocurrency because literally CNBC cannot go 30 seconds without crypto certain currency coming up. And we now know that as part of their scroll on the bottom of the screen, they they have Bitcoin as part of that. And uh, and so, you know, we're, we should probably first, Josh will describe what cryptocurrency is without getting too wonky as sometimes you, you let yourself get. But we'll talk about cryptocurrency and the biggest one of all being Bitcoin. And a lot of you out there are interested. We know a lot of you out there are putting your money in there in this thing. And, and uh, we obviously have an opinion about how we think it's going to end. Uh, of course, that doesn't mean we'll be right. But, so, Josh, why don't we talk about what cryptocurrency is? Uh, cryptocurrency is just, uh, you know, without at the risk of oversimplification and offending uh, those religious adherents, uh, you know, it's just a purported next generation medium of exchange. So, uh, you know, essentially just an electronic medium of exchange that, you know, skews... Uh, on a decentralized ledger. Yeah, on a decentralized ledger that, uh, in, you know, you call it the Which, blockchain, um, that, you know, enables transactions between two parties uh, to pay for goods and services. 
And so the the way that it's touted, I mean, so essentially it's it's a currency, right? The idea is that it's going to be a store of value that is theoretically, I guess, going to replace uh, fiat money. It's going to replace the dollar allegedly, and it, so it's this it's this store of value. Um, and the reason, so there's a bunch of different ones. Bitcoin being the most popular and the one that's talked about the most. It, it hasn't been around. It was only I think launched in 2008 or 2009 by um, what's the guy's name. Satoshi. Satoshi, that's right, yeah. And nobody even knows if the guy actually exists. Um, but, uh, you know, it ripped higher. You I think... can follow along and identify all the parallels to religion here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, yeah, I mean, when you when you hear people talk about it online, it is very... Not only is he not a actually identifiable person, but uh, there's no evidence that he actually sold any coins. So he did it for the uh, benevolence and benefit of mankind. <laughs> kind of like the Rajneeshi. <laughs> yeah. But so anyways, the 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 idea is that, it, you know, so it was created. There's only going to be a certain amount of Bitcoin actually ever in existence. And the first one was called the Genesis block. So. <laughs> Josh is being funny here. But um, and so but that's a real thing. <laughs> and so the idea is and, and you can actually trade it as, you know, you can actually buy things with it. it not everywhere, but there are places that you can use it as a form of exchange. Uh, um, and so, you know, the idea, you know, people are buying it as an investment, as a speculative investment. They don't think it's speculative, um, but they are buying it with the thought that because there are a certain limited amount of these things that are ever going to be created, that the value will therefore go up. Uh, and if you think about the idea of what it is, so what is it trying to be? It is trying to be a medium of exchange, a medium of exchange, yeah. just like the U.S. dollar. Or the real or, you know, you, you, the yen or whatever it might be, whatever currency uh, you want to, to pick, it's, it's trying to be that. And so, you know, if you have a – if the dollar fluctuated 5% either way, up or down in an hour or 10 minutes, you literally couldn't use the dollar as a medium of exchange. It would be flat out impossible. If, if you're a crypto adherent out there, and uh, can you please call us and answer this question? If you believe it's going to be worth more in a week or a two months or a year, why would you ever engage or why would you ever purchase something with it? I mean, that's a legitimate question that I ask. We, we, and it was something we want to know the answer to. If yeah. you go to Robertson Ford and try to buy a pickup truck at, at Robertson Ford, and in the time you're signing the paperwork the and you're going to use Bitcoin to buy it, your Bitcoin either goes up by 5% or down by 5%. How can that be used as a medium of exchange? Because ultimately, let's talk about what this thing is supposed to do. It's supposed to be a medium of exchange, replace replace fiat money as a as a way that Josh and I could exchange goods and services. But if that actually, you know, if it's like Josh said, you believe it's going to be worth 20,000 or 40,000 or 50,000 or 400,000 in the future, you're never going to use it. So thereby it's going to defeat the idea that it's going. So, but, but it's not, if, if that's all it is being bought for is that it's going to go up in value in the future. Eventually that all comes crumbling down because it can't be used as a currency. What it's ultimately for. Remember, it's not going to earn money. It's not going to pay you a dividend. It's not going to do any of the things that a company will do. And it's not even dollar. I mean, it's not even gold in that you can actually touch it. It literally exists in the ether. I, I mean, it, it itself is, is fiat, and it's driven by the uh, debase, currency debasement narrative. And so, you know, we we don't have, uh, you know, I we, we love engaging in conversation about this stuff. So, you know, if you're an adherent, please call. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And the la last thing I'd say is governments around the world really want to know who has their money. The United States government wants to know who has their money. The Chinese government really wants to know who has their money. And uh, it, when you have cryptocurrency, if you have the store value in cryptocurrency, you're, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to report that. It's hard to report. Uh, and so it can be used for lots of nefarious things out there. All right. If you would like to tell us your take on Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency, we'd love to hear it. Give, our, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or go to our website, financialfocusradio.com. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
my name is Lacey Madden, NMLS 236337. I am proud to be a part of the amazing Man Mortgage team of Central Oregon. I'm available in Prineville and throughout Central Oregon. Our in-house construction loans are as low as 0-5% down payment, and we do the entire process. We help first-time buyers, walk you through our amazing construction loans, and make refinancing your home easy. Google Man Mortgage of Central Oregon or look us up on Facebook. Man Mortgage, NMLS number 2550, Equal Housing Lender. Finding a comfortable place to live in Bend, like Stonebriar Apartments, shouldn't take extraordinary courage and feats of strength. You do not have to be able to move mountains or bend spoons with your mind. Stonebriar is often referred to as the best of resort living. So if you like to ski, hike, bike, or do water sports, it's an ideal place to stash your gear in between high desert adventures. Of course, you'll enjoy the great amenities when you're not out adventuring. There are cook's kitchens, spacious baths, full-size washer-dryers, fitness centers, heated pools, and two clubhouses. You're sure to enjoy the computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and that Stonebriar is pet-friendly. So, before you try to roll a giant boulder up a mountain, explore Stonebriar Apartments for your next home. Stonebriar, now accepting applications for one, two, and three-bedroom apartments situated on beautifully landscaped grounds on Highway 20 near 27th in Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated and it can last a lifetime. Living with a condition can sometimes be a challenge. It may take years to accept a formal diagnosis, and it's not always easy to find the right treatment plan. Did you know that up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental health condition that also requires a comprehensive approach to treatment? ADHD guidelines were recently updated to reflect the need to screen for associated disorders. Be sure to talk with your child's doctor about proper screening and visit moretoadhd.com for additional information. That's moretoadhd.com. This message has been brought to you in partnership with Ada, ACO, and Chad. Dark nights and slick roads are upon us. Animals are migrating, so be sure to drive cautiously and take your time. But accidents still happen, and we are here for you more than ever at Professional Auto Body. We are strictly following the state freeze and CDC guidelines, offering drop-off or pickup, curbside estimates, and limited entry for a safe and healthy experience. Two locations near Costco and Ben's East Side and south on 97 near Walmart. Professional Auto Body. We make friends by accident. Your home sold has come across all sorts of situations in their customers' homes needing to be sold in a hurry. Have you inherited a property that you don't know what to do with? Do you have house repairs that you don't want to tackle? Need to relocate to another city or state? Do you need to liquidate assets due to divorce or are you facing foreclosure? Maybe you don't want the hassle of being a landlord anymore. Can you no longer afford your high mortgage payments? Your Home Sold can help. Set up a free consultation at yourhomesoldoregon.com. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Uh, we're doing those, off, we're doing those uh, free retirement reviews still. We just have to do them over Zoom or a phone call until uh, Governor Kate Brown allows us to have in-office meetings again. She's going to let my kids go back to school in a couple weeks, but I, get, I guess I can't have a meeting in my office uh, even with masks on. So, but as soon as we can do those again, we will. Until then, we're doing our free retirement reviews on the phone uh, or via Zoom. I've gotten to be quite good at Zoom. So give our office a call if you want to get that scheduled, or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. There was a really good article on January 13th from uh, on Morningstar.com from Jeffrey Patak. Uh, he wrote, the, the title of the article is, What to Expect from Mutual Funds After They Gain 100% or More in a Year, Trouble, comma, Mostly. And so uh, I, I worked, before I did this, I worked for uh, mutual fund companies on the East Coast, uh, and I, I'm here to tell you that 
the mutual fund industry, like a lot of industries, is not uh, as as good as you think it is. Uh, what happens is, and this this has happened throughout mutual fund uh, history, is the most volatile funds, the funds that are up something like 100%, that like in a year like last year, uh, tend to then have dramatic downsides the next year. And so they tend to have really volatile performance, which most of you out there listening can't deal with. And so what happens is they have a year like last year, their long-term number then becomes really good. Money piles in, then they have a bad year or the, the fund sells off and you pile out. So you you don't, most retail investors experience none of the actual performance of these high flyer funds. Last year, 18 funds posted a, a return of 100% or more. Uh, five of them that were, were at ARC, and, and ARC is very much like uh, Van Wagoner funds or Janus funds were in the late 90s. I know how that story is going to end. Kathy Wood, who, who started ARC, uh, is talking about how indexing doesn't, isn't going to work anymore, and you have to have – you can only have stocks in your portfolio or companies that are innovative, and that's why all of the companies in her portfolio are innovative. And it's a great. She's a great snake oil salesperson. She's really good at attracting money. More money has gone into her uh, ETFs this year than BlackRock, which BlackRock is the biggest <laughs> asset manager in the world. And so I know how the story ends. She knows how the story ends because she's been in the business long enough. But she is minting money personally, and so is her staff. And she's going to be left with lots and lots of money. The shareholders in her fund are not going to be. Well, interestingly, this week. Uh... You know, they they literally don't know what to do with all of the unclosed that they have. So they're starting all sorts of different uh, peripheral products. And, you know, this week they highlighted that they're going to start an ARC uh, space exploration. Space exploration, which there's only like five companies to invest in, which those stocks ripped ahead of it because they know it's just it, it's which just not in good. itself shows that, that you know, that was going to diminish her ability to achieve margin, you know, additional marginal return. And it's just like, just read the article. It's really good information about when stock funds do a hundred percent or have a huge year in one year, what happens to them in the future. And and this business passes prologue and it's like, you know, this, this doesn't end any differently. Somehow this lady has not figured out a way to beat the S and P over time. I promise you that. And it's not my opinion. It's just, empirical evidence over time and the the inflows themselves will defeat her because there's just nothing that they can do with the money and it, it you know it's this idea that she knows these companies that are going to be these innovator companies that are their stocks are going to do well and beat the market over time when the free money goes away I'll ask all of you that are buying into a fund how that's going for you because I know what's going to happen. Uh, remember, if you go up 100% and then go down 50%, it's still a disaster of a return. And so that's what's going to happen here. Uh, just look at the history of Van Wagoner funds. Their funds were up in 1998, 1999, over 300%. Those funds blew up so badly they had to close them because all the money poured out. So be very, very careful of investing in this kind of stuff. All right, let's kick up a financial free-for-all. Here we go. We got an email from a Tim here, Tim L. in Central Oregon. Tim says, in what order of importance should I work towards the following goals? Maxing out annual 401k contributions, opening an IRA, investing in that, or investing in life insurance. So, uh, Tim, those are good questions. I would say... uh, you know, the, the life insurance thing, sometimes you have to take that separately, right? So first question you have to ask yourself is, do you have insurable interests? So, Tim, if you're a single guy uh, that doesn't own a house, you don't have any insurable interests. So do you need life insurance? Probably not. But if you're married uh, with some dependent children and you have a mortgage, then yes, you have insurable interests and you probably need to focus on that. I mean, the first thing you need to do is make sure you have an emergency fund. That's priority number one. And then you probably definitely need, if you're in the the latter category where you have dependent children uh, and a mortgage, you need to have some life insurance so that if something happened to you, uh, your spouse could could, uh, continue living. Then after that, um, depending on what your 401k looks like. Now, if you have a 401k where your company provides you a match, you absolutely should be contributing to at least get the match because that that match money is essentially what we call free money, that 3% that they're probably matching you is free money. So then you want to be contributing to that. Um, you know, some 401k plans don't have the investment options. So depending on how good your 401k plan is would determine whether or not we think you should max it out. Or you should funnel those monies to an IRA, uh, but the, you know the bare minimum 
make sure you're getting the match and then determine how good is my 401k. If it's a good for let's say it's a Vanguard, then definitely you can, if you can uh, max it out, do so. Uh, but past that, then I'd probably think about investing in a taxable non-qualified account so I have some optionality uh, to access those funds before I'm 59 and a half. Because remember, your IRA money and your 401k money, you can't touch that till you're 59 and a half. Uh, oh, here's, we just, we already tackled this earlier in the show, but I'll, I'll bring it up again. Hey guys, love the show. This comes from Mark V and Eugene. Hey guys, love the show. Have I have a very little of my portfolio allocated to international investments. Why should I bother investing in international markets? Uh, from, you know, international is an asset class that is obviously dramatically underperformed in the uh, trailing decade, essentially at this point. But, uh, you know, the international exposure is there for decades like 2000, uh, the 2000 to 2010s when, you know, uh, a, a portfolio strictly invested in domestic stocks actually had the a negative return over that decade. Well, if you were internationally diversified, uh, you, you know you did mid single digits annualized over that time. And you know these things work in long market cycles. Uh, so it's something that you know just when you're ready to give up on it is when the mean reversion occurs, and uh, you know that outperformance happens. So the other. Uh, sort of impetus for doing it is just it gives you this added diversification factor specifically it gives you better focus uh, you know a better emphasis on some of the better demographic profiles uh, of nations around the world and it also gives you currency diversification uh, which you know essentially drives a lot of these relative differentials in markets yeah i mean mark i get it that you're like why look at the international markets the last 10 years they've been a disaster relative to us and i get that's why you might want not want to but that's exactly why you should uh so anyways that's our show this week thank you very much for listening we will be back here next week until then be safe been listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit financialfocusradio.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstance and, if necessary, seek professional advice.